Hello and welcome to AHR's weekly market update podcast brought to you by our Chief Investment Officer, Ian Ramsey. Welcome to this week's AHR Market Review for the week ending 14th of November 2021. It has been a mixed week for markets as US inflation data has once again exceeded expectations, coming in at 6.2% for the year ending in October, higher than forecasts of 5.9%. Whilst on the positive side, company earnings results continue to exceed expectations with the majority of companies having been able to pass on rising costs to customers. Congress also passed an additional $500 billion of spending on US infrastructure last Friday with the Build Back Better plan covering education, social, environmental issues still to come. And if that was not enough positive news, Pfizer's late-stage trials for antiviral COVID-19 pill produced positive results as to its effectiveness. Short-dated U.S. Treasuries sold off on expectations of nearing U.S. interest rate rises, despite the U.S. Federal Reserve reconfirming that it expected inflation to be transitory and so it would remain patient. More expensive growth stocks sold off versus more economically sensitive companies trading on cheaper valuations. Against this backdrop, as of 12 p.m. on Friday London time, U.S. equities were down 1%, having completed their longest all-time streak of closing highs since 1997 on Monday. The US technology sector fell 1.7%. European and UK stocks, which have greater cyclical exposure, both rose 0.5%. Japanese stocks were flat, whilst the Australian market fell 0.2%. Emerging markets rose 1.4%, with positive returns being experienced across broad swathes of the index. The 10-year U.S. Treasury yield rose to 1.56% following the release of the latest U.S. inflation data. U.K. gilts and German bonds rose in concert, now trading at 0.91% and minus 0.24% respectively. Gold rose by over 2%, benefiting from higher inflation and now trading at $1,855 an ounce, with no immediate prospect of rate rises until the Fed drops its line of remaining patient in the face of what it sees as transitory inflation. The UK economy's growth in the third quarter came in beneath expectations, with GDP growing by 1.3%, lower than forecast by the Bank of England, and sharply down from the preceding quarter when GDP grew by 5.5%, benefiting from the end of lockdown. Output in the third quarter was negatively impacted by rising cases of COVID-19 and a shortage of goods and workers hitting growth. However, September's output was encouraging, coming in higher than expected as the economy expanded by 0.6%, a significant uplift from 0.2% in August. The UK economy remains around 2.1% below its pre-pandemic size, a much larger gap than any other country in the G7, whilst the US and China both exceeded the size of their pre-pandemic economies. Since the financial crisis of 2008, the US's public debt-to-GDP ratio has risen from 68% to 128% today. A very similar picture can be seen in many other countries across the globe, including China, where it has risen from 27.2% to 67%. Indebted countries are much more sensitive to rate increases with, as an example, a 1% increase in rates for the UK, adding about £18 billion to the UK Treasury's financing bill, which ultimately has to be paid for by the taxpayer. Therefore, although rates are more than likely to increase in the short term, the level that they peak at may be much lower than historically we would associate with current rates of inflation. 
That's all for this week's AHR weekly podcast. Thank you for listening. And for further investment insights, head over to ahrprivatewealth.com. Thank you.